This episode of Avocado and Honey is brought to you by Zenit Journals. Zenit is a radical wellness company with a mission to make wellness accessible to everyone. With Zenit, you can buy pre-designed wellness journals or you can customize your own. Now, your girl, I have a few, I think I have two little journals on the way. I definitely got it customized. I put in my favorite positive affirmations just for those daily reminders. So if you would like to get yours, head over to ZenitJournals.com. That's Zenit Journal, Z-E-N-I journals.com and remember to fill it write it zen it let's start the show hey y'all it's your girl samanji and welcome to another episode of avocado and honey if you haven't already check out our last episode i was talking that shit on the episode number two Um, I was telling you about my Saturn return as well as boundaries. I was talking about boundaries and my lessons, the lessons I keep getting when it comes to boundaries. So be sure to check out that previous episode. If you like it, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, spread the word on avocado and honey. Now today I'm really excited because, you know, I love talking about marketing and stuff, especially with social media. And today... I have the Beyonce of marketing in the house. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So I did meet you. Um, I want to say 2015 when I first moved here. Yeah, through chat. Shout yeah. out to Mr. Rev- Relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so I met you in 2015, and we I was doing the music stuff then. I don't even know what to call it now, but. I say all that to say it's been beautiful to just watch your journey. Thank you. Same, same, same. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I definitely um, did remember the birth of Brown to Perfection. So if you can, let the world know what what it is, B2P agency, and um, what was the birth of it? Like, how did you come to create it? So originally, Brown to Perfection was supposed to be a website. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was, if, if you recall, like around 2015, 2016 uh blogging was still alive right um and and i say blogging as far as like hip-hop websites yeah. and all of that that was a really a big thing it was good and, times uh, good times right <laughs> <laughs> and i was a big fan in college of and still am of um karen civil yeah and so i loved what she did how she had like a platform of her own mm. and was like moving but also doing marketing and stuff like that and so I wanted to make a website, but I, I didn't want a music site. Like I didn't want to be doing write-ups and right. posts and stuff like that, and music news. Um, for me, it was more about helping people become the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it was like artists or everyday people, young black women trying to get in the game, young black creatives, like whoever. Yeah. yeah, so I had started building the website and it just was taking so long. I felt like I was dragging my feet with everything because mm-hmm. I was working at, where was I then? Like, at RCA yeah, at the time, <laughs> right? So I was already at RCA and Urban Marketing and it was, that was a lot of work. A lot going on. I didn't have a lot of extra time. So, um, but I did start at least coining the phrase Brown to Perfection. So mm-hmm. I would hashtag all my photos with it. 
it was I think my display name on Twitter. I remember one of my supervisors was leaning over my computer one day, and I guess my Twitter was open. She was like, "Oh, brown to perfection. Okay, okay. So right, she was like, I like that. So she was like, she was like getting on me every time she saw me. She started being like, "All right, because brown to perfection. That's like you got something though. Yeah, I was like half embarrassed, but I was also like, oh my shit, hot. So it was supposed to be a website. Fast forward. You know, loved working at RCA, loved all the knowledge that I gained there. But, you know, the company went through a lot of changes mm-hmm. at one point, and it just no longer was the same position. And so uh, we ended up, you know, mutually parting ways because I was hired to be creative and I wasn't, the company wasn't in a place where they could have me do that in that position right. anymore. It became something else. And mm-hmm. I realized also in that time that I am super creative super hands-on and like if I get in a like mundane feeling space where it's Mm -hmm. the same thing over and over and I don't get to like use any of my creative juices it's miserable it starts to feel like prison so literally hell on earth right unfortunately (laughs) so yeah it just wasn't for me anymore and I was going for other positions at uh, other music companies. Also, you know, black people, we look for a new job at our job. So I was already doing that, right? Already doing yeah, that. Time was coming to yeah, end, taking like... interviews on my break, all types of stuff. So I'm like, so I was up for another music company. It wasn't a label, but mm-hmm. um, it was another music company, and it was like an artist relations position, but where I will also be able to help create content. And so it made sense. I would mm-hmm. still be doing what I'm good at, what I love to do. And so I was up for the position. It was me and I was in the final round and one of the uh, executives, I was supposed to meet with three top executives and one of them met with someone I think in LA and kind of promised the girl the job and mm. he wasn't supposed to do that. And so all the other executives were pissed off because right. I was an in-house recommendation mm-hmm. and they were really, you know, I did my pitch and everything and they were like, no, but it was this whole thing. But I had already prayed previously, like, listen, God, you know, if I'm supposed to like go back into the field, give me this job. If I'm not, I'm going to try it out on my own. Because I remember processing invoices right. for outside creative consultants and marketers. And if you do the math, they were making more money than I was sending that damn seat. Right. So I was like, you know, what if I could do exactly what I'm good at minus the BS mm-hmm. on my own? Like, I feel like I, I should be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least try it out. And so, yeah, that was my sign. That was like my rainbow in the sky. And I was like, y'all, it is okay. Right. Thank y'all, but I know what I got to do now. Mm-hmm. And Brown's Perfection Agency was born. I literally mapped out, you know, like what I wanted to offer and who I wanted to serve. I think right. it's definitely changed and evolved over the years mm-hmm. as you grow, as you like figure out who's your client, who's not. Um, and I always say like the business has grown me more than I've grown the business mm-hmm. for sure for sure but yeah that's how we got here well how did you land on the name brown to perfection so like, how did you know was, like this is it <laughs> so I was like toying with names because I didn't want it to be named after me okay I was very big on it not being about me because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm more like it's, it's about everybody else yeah it's bigger than me but I did want it to be something where I could carry on some sense of legacy mm-hmm. so I was trying to come up with like stuff and I don't know I'm definitely like a, a quick 
name person where like you need a title for something mm-hmm. I'll like go through maybe like four names max and I'm like okay this is the one and one day I was just like you know how can I embody that like okay becoming the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and I started thinking about perfection and how perfection is really just the best version of you right, right. it's not this like thing that we envision and so I wanted to like flip that and mm-hmm. then I thought about like brown what what the hell does brown go with and then i started thinking about you know when you brown something in cooking there's really no way like nobody can tell you really like oh this shade of brown like right you can't really mess it up you can't yeah it's really about like you know what you think is right right you think it's just right it's just you know when it's Mm. just right so i was like oh brown to perfection okay i love it yeah that's how that happened i swear and it just stuck (laughs) it's like i was like this is it this is it this is it right and it just stuck so that was years ago so now that you've been you know holding it down with brown to perfection like what did you have any expectations for like once you left rca and to do um, b2p uh full time Mm -hmm. What were your expectations and versus the reality that you experienced? Oh, good question. I feel like no one asked me this. Wow. Uh, I think my expectation was that I was just going to like, I don't know, just do all the fun stuff that is involved with a business, right? <laughs> so, you know, fun. you get the logo, the business cards, right. and then I was just going to start working with clients and just start you know, getting large retainers mm-hmm. and living my fabulous ass life. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. Um, in reality, yes, but there was a lot of like inner work that I right. had to do. Oh my like, goodness, inner work, yes. So much inner work. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> first of all, I had to figure out like who I was outside of Sony, right? Mm-hmm. Because one thing is crazy. Executives told me this when I first started working there. They're like, oh, you become Janae from Columbia. Then you become Janae from RCA. Oh, you man. know, like that becomes a big part of your identity when you're working for these companies. Like mm-hmm. anybody, like if they work at Complex, BT, whatever. Right. It's like, oh, so-and-so from Complex. Yeah. Word. Like that's how people know you. That's and true. so I had to, at that time I was, how old was I then? Damn, that's a. Uh, I was like, I was like, I was like 24, I was like 24, (laughs) turning 25 then I think. And so that's also just a pivotal time in your 20s, right? right? Where you're still figuring yourself out. So then it was like, okay, now, you know, all right, who am I now? Mm -hmm. Who am I going to be moving forward? And I feel like that took a lot. And then that was like, you know, who I am is going to determine also like, what the business is going to be right. and then it's like how do I do all these things and then oh wait I like to look cute I like to eat food I like to go out mm-hmm. I got to maintain that as well before the business starts even making money right and I'm my degree is in business management mm-hmm. so you know I know a, a bit of a bit about business and you know I do kind of actually come from a pretty entrepreneurial family um on both sides my grandparents are entrepreneurs okay um for better or worse. <laughs> and so I've grown up seeing it mm-hmm. um, and seeing people hustle to, you know, everything you eat, what you kill, right? It's right. like everything is a hustle. Mm-hmm. And so I had that mentality, but I also had to find ways to make money while I figured out the business right, side. Right, right. So, you know, that came with like temping at, you know,
know, entertainment companies that always wanted to keep me and me of saying course. no, <laughs> being super stubborn about that. Um, and then, of course, just figuring out what I wanted to offer, what I was going to, you know, be servicing people. Because mm-hmm. people, like, they know you're good at what you do, but it's like, how can you help these specific areas and spaces? Right. And then I, then I had pivoted to, like, okay... For me, it's bigger than me just making a check mm-hmm. as a as an agency. You know, I want to take this really far, and then I also feel like community and culture is important, right? Right. So it's so like, what am I? Yeah, it's like, what am I giving to these people that I want to serve? Mm-hmm. Because especially because eventually, you know, you pivot to or me pivot from a certain level of clientele from from the more emerging people to more established companies and brands, and it's like. But these are the people that lifted me up and helped me get here. Right. So I want to make sure I'm always taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So whether it's us doing quarterly events, whether right. it's providing actual products or mm-hmm. a tier of service that makes sense for them. Because I don't really talk about a lot of like the larger clients that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to make sure I'm advertising to the subset of people that I know I feel like need it the most. Because right. that's really why... I like give so much information because there's so much stuff that like the everyday person can achieve, but they just don't know how accessible everything is. They don't know how much they can do by themselves. Everything looks so grandiose and complicated. And it's like, listen, your favorite artist, somebody in a digital department just finessed that. I used to make graphics on PowerPoint Mm. and turn it into a PDF for top charting artists like legacy artists i'm like in 10 minutes throwing something (laughs) together like so it's like it's easy to believe that like damn like i'm so far away but it's like you're really not no it's really just about positioning and quality right you know and then your willingness to learn too yes yeah because for sure you believe you know if you really want to learn something you want to put in the work required to get that information to to get it done you know and you realize like this shit wasn't even that hard but I'm really happy that you did speak about, like, you know, developing your inner self mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Because I had this conversation. I'm going to talk that shit a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, I had this conversation <laughs> with someone a while ago. And I had, like, the realization, like, you know, I don't even know if I should tell this story yet. I'll tell it. All right. So, when I was, like, I was a big-headed young girl. When we're young, we all big-headed. You yeah. know, we all think the, the world revolves around us. I mean, yeah. it kind of does, but whatever. So, I was, like, 23 or something. In L.A., because, you know, I'm from L.A., I met Issa Rae. I went to, this is Issa Rae. Issa Rae probably had, like, 6,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. But I was a stan because of Awkward Black Girl. Mm, like, I, was, yes. I felt seen. Aww. So she had a 90s party. Long story short, like, I left work, went there. And then, like, she was, like, 28, 29. But my big head self, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get this way before 28. Here I am, 29. So <laughs> that's a little fun story. But I say all that to say, like, you know, I used to always think, like, you know, why? I used to beat myself up because of that expectation I put on myself. Mm-hmm. But then I have, like, the understanding now. Like, you know, had I got all the stuff that I wanted when I was 25. Oh, I would have blew it. Yo, immediately. I would have blew it. I would have been dragged I, I out because blew uh, it. your girl's in the Matrix. So. Ah, I would have <laughs> blew it. So, trust the journey is all I'm saying. I mean, it's I just appreciate you saying true. that because I've never heard anyone say, like, you know, I needed to be ready for it. It's like, so true. And I think what's crazy, too, is so many... I realized like maybe six months ago mm-hmm. that all these people that I look up to and like whenever I've gotten in a slight space, cause I honestly don't do it often, but a slight space of like, damn, like, you know, scrolling through Instagram, like, Girl, damn, I'm not doing enough. Right. I gotta like get right. Then I started thinking, I noticed one person like so that I was really like, wow, she's so amazing. Wow. How she do all this stuff. 
she posted like a birthday and she was turning like 41 and i was like you know black don't crack so you can't right. tell but i was like what right 41 i said let me relax everyone i admire like hey for hey i love her but she's like Hey, Brian, I think she's like 37. Grown. So she's like a, almost 10 years. So I'm just like, yo, so she lived her 20s. This too, is what I'm okay? saying. She like, lived her 20s. All people I look up to are at least 10 years of my senior. Yes. At least. Yeah. So I'm like, you got to keep that in mind too. Like stuff takes time. And I, you know, not in a bad way, but I do, uh, there's maybe like one or two people where I really do look at the timeline. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, at 28, they were doing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, I'm not far off at all. Right. I might be a little ahead of them to be mm-hmm. real. Like, in right. the journey. I'm like, okay. I think the good thing, though, at least about knowing, most people don't really even know what they want until they're 30. Exactly. So I think the good part is if you do have an idea of what you want or you're at least moving around and working mm-hmm. within, like, trying things out, yeah, figuring then it you're out. on the right path. Right. That's, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page with that, though, too. Because I'm just like, yeah. Am I going crazy? No. But <laughs> let's talk about social media. Okay. Um. So, okay, what's your favorite social media? Twitter, hands down. Really? I love Because you can talk all the shit. I lo- you know what it is? I'm, uh, I like to talk, and uh, I'm a great writer, but I okay. don't typically enjoy long-form writing that feels like a task. Okay. So for me, Twitter is easy for me to get my thoughts out. I think it's a great place to have some level of conversation. Sometimes mm. people just get carried away and it's not a lot of at all. <laughs> right. But um, you can, yeah, I got a lot to say. Like, yeah. I'm definitely a person who I love to talk. And so I can just say what I got to say on there. And I think it's more... Um, Call me crazy, but I think it's more personable than in Instagram or Facebook's a little too personable. Right. It's too personal. I mean, for me, I like Instagram more. I, I like Instagram. It's cool. I think it's But I stopped liking it as much once it got so intense and they started adding so many things. Twitter is like a straight shooter. Twitter you is get on there the same. You talk. It's been the same for like you follow years. people and I think they should never break that model because right. it really works. And on Twitter you feel like you know people. You know what it is? Instagram is more visual and if a person is vocal on Instagram, you get to hear their thoughts. But um Twitter is like you're really getting to know people because this is how they think. That's what it is too, because even on Instagram, like whatever people put, even it's like, still curated, it's still, exactly. Yeah. But Twitter mm-hmm. is just because people go to Twitter to vent, people go to Twitter to do yeah, everything. Yeah, it's like so. the inside of people's minds. Yeah. And I feel like when you connect with somebody on Twitter, you really connect. So when it comes with that, okay, with Twitter being like the inside of your mind, how do you balance that with creating a brand and not saying some shit that's going to get you canceled? So with that, I get this question a lot too because I guess I'm pretty, I have a pretty good balance of that yeah, you on do. Twitter. <laughs> um, it's like you talk your shit just enough. It's yeah, just like a just little enough. sprinkle of song. Yeah, like. I think, I believe that like, you know, I believe in discretion and I believe that you don't always have to have an opinion on everything. Right. And I'm very, I don't remember the full quote, but it's that quote where it's like, before you say something, is it kind? Is it helpful? Mm. Is it this? Is it that? Right? That whole thing. I think that's just drilled in my head in general. Right. Maybe it's coming from a West Indian home or whatever, but literally, like, if it's not something that's, like, edifying, something that's positive mm. or something that's going to make a difference or that needs to be said or that's, you know, fun, 
I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I try to even filter my thoughts where it's not even, right. you know, and if I have to second guess what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. like, oh, will this offend somebody or will this, then I'm just not going to say it. Right. Or I'm going to find a better way to say it. Right. Um, I guess it also just comes with being someone who has a lot of different friends from a lot of different walks of life and I guess a pretty well-rounded background to where it's like, I, I just have a general understanding of a bunch of different areas in life and mm-hmm. so I don't yeah just I don't know it's, it's one of those things where it's like why would I say something that's gonna offend people that I care about right or why would I put out something into the world that like you know I don't agree with or I don't want to see more of right that's respect oh yes. okay so building a brand though um so with building a brand and Twitter being your thoughts, I think that you should talk about things that are in line with your brand. Strictly. Right? Not strictly, I wouldn't say. I'd say mostly. Okay. So mostly so that people understand what you're about, mm-hmm. but then also feel free to just be a person. Because right. I always say, like, people want to support, learn from, buy from and be around people that they like right so we gotta be personable yeah like and not overly but you know if you're having a a weird day that's cool to say if you saw a movie you like that's cool to say if Mm. you about to fry some chicken that's cool to say like people like that Mm. like they like to feel relatable or related to that's a big thing like the human psyche no matter how much we try to say we don't need nobody right we all that's another reason why twitter is so effective because it makes everybody feel like they're supported to have a community everybody the loneliest person can feel like they have a million friends on twitter that's so funny because i literally feel that way about instagram yeah (laughs) that's so funny i I don't know ig i'm like i it's crazy i do have a community on instagram but i also feel like a lot of my instagram community is people who carried over from twitter so it's like one big (laughs) no i don't i i don't know like the people on my instagram they don't follow me on twitter like if i follow some people on instagram or on twitter they won't follow me back so maybe it's supposed to be separate or maybe they just don't notice you no, it's the same name and everything. Like, Twitter is like, I don't know. It depends on how many people follow them, too. Because me now on Twitter, I get so many followers, like, and notifications. Mm. I can't even, I have to, like, consciously go and be like, let me go see who followed me recently right. to see if it's somebody I know in there. Because people probably right. thinking, like, oh, they real bougie on Twitter now. I mean, no, I just think it as, like, maybe it's because I, like, I was obsessed <laughs> with Twitter in 09, like, mm-hmm. once I graduated high school for, like, yeah, same. what, Pink oh, Friday? Those, those are the dark days. Yo, yes, <laughs> those are the dark days. <laughs> like, oh, so then God. I took a little break. So then when I went back, and then, like, my Twitter has always been separate. I was a part of those oh, that dark okay. time, though. So, like, I was talking all kinds of shit. 18-year-old Angie, like... Yo, same. God God bless. Yes. 18-year-old Janae. Shout out to growth. Nah, for real. Like, I was a little Harlem girl. Just, oh, goodness. Like, I went back a few years ago and just was looking, and I'm like, what was I even talking about? Like, what was I talking about? Like, You know what I did? Oh, what? Did you know, like... You know the, what is it? The acknowledgement is coming for what we are doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many stories about people, like, pulling up tweets from, like, 2010. Yeah. So, what I did was, because, you know, I'm grown. I'm grown since then. I'm not the same Angie. So, I you went know. by, and I just did the word myself. Because, you know, if you just type in your name. I did a, word, a lot of that. I don't think I was talking I that crazy. I feel like, I, I wasn't talking that crazy. But. I, you know what it was? I just, you know, 
people who don't know me don't know how much I curse. Oh, okay. Right? I decided it may be like 2012, 2011, 2012. I, 2012, I'd say. Let's say 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, I started taking myself more seriously and my career path more seriously, and I started thinking about the future of that. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of young still to be doing that, but thankfully, right? <laughs> and I just was like, I want to go down a certain path. I want to be a certain person. Mm-hmm. And I want whatever I put out on the internet to reflect that. Right. I think it's also in the wake of the internet where really we realized, or I realized that like digital is forever. Mm-hmm. And like whatever you craft now is definitely going to last. You can always try to change things later, but I'm like, I see where this digital thing is going. Right. And I'm about to ride this wave all the way down so I'm like I really love this space let me be more serious about who I am in this space and so yeah like I, I, from then on like I don't curse on platforms if I do I'm definitely the person who puts like the asterisk mark. I definitely do like asteroids too but. I don't use the n-word like it's just certain things that I just don't feel like doing on public platforms I also just wouldn't want to limit myself either mm-hmm. like one day I may be marketing for a political campaign. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I wouldn't want something that happened 12 years ago to like determine right. that, especially with politics. Right. And so yeah. I'm like, at least if they find something me cussing like a sailor at 18, it's like, all right, I don't think cool. it's the curse words. It's, it, it's it, every. It's all the it's, other words. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a lot of you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff I was saying on there, oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, what was I? going through and me and all my friends were on there at the right. time too so we were just going as if we were sitting down talking to each other i'm like right that is not the, that's that what is not it was though back in the day it was. So it was like that open conversation amongst yeah. your friends i try not to judge people though for stuff that's like that because it's like come on people can grow right people change i would hope right, right? and it depends on when it happened too like if it was like last week then it's like come on you know like right. i feel like two years ago it's like in the right. age too like yeah they're like 22 two years ago that's Still it's still consider. like there's some they're young, you right. know. Our brains don't even fully develop till 25, apparently. Right. So. I mean, I feel like I'm just became an adult at 29, honestly. Like, I still feel like I'm I'm becoming, I think I kind of get it. Like, I'm becoming. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, you know, just saw. I'm like, nah. There's things about me. I still feel like I'm like, yeah. It's all. It's asking my mother questions that I could Google. Like, right. And she be like, really? I'm like, yeah. Oh, but thanks. Oh, ha, ha, that makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. So. Okay, so when it comes to branding, like, what are, like, some things that you can suggest to have your brand stand out from the rest? Um, I would say definitely figuring out what makes you different. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody has something that makes them different, whether it's, you know, how you do something, whether it's specific way you do something whether it's a specific combination right there's nothing really new under the sun but there's a bunch of new ways to do the same thing so i think really for you know so finding your niche essentially as they say but i don't think your niche should be narrowing right um it should be a combination of yourself literally the best thing you can do when it comes to branding is Mm -hmm. be yourself consistently (laughs) <laughs> like literally be yourself like whatever that means mm-hmm. like okay me right i'm a marketer i'm an entrepreneur i'm a black woman i love vanilla cupcakes right and i like to 
I throw parties. And mm-hmm. so I like to go to them as well. I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. But I'm also super spiritual. Right. I'm, I'm very down to earth. I'm into politics. Like, you know, all that stuff, like, that's mm-hmm. my brand. When you see it, it's like, okay, yeah, that's very Janae. Like, okay. I get it, right? Um, I think being consistent in aesthetic, too. So, like, you know, me, like, my brand colors are... Like yellows, golds, browns, very consistent with that, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, and not to say, like, every time I walk out the door, I got some yellow on, but right. like the fonts that I use, like, whatever. Like, I just keep it very. Um, but that's why I say it's like being yourself. There's right. certain things about you that it's just you. Right. Like, if you like leather boots, if you like, you know, you Uber everywhere, you hate the train. Right. Like, it's certain stuff about you that fits. And I feel like. That's the same type of thing you should carry online. Mm, that's something to consider too. Like, like you saying, like if you Uber everywhere type thing. Mm-hmm. I guess a way to figure out what your thing is, what makes you different, is kind of just take note of all the things that people say. Like you always doing that. Mm-hmm. Like with me, people always talk about crop tops. So once I start doing merch, first thing I'm doing is crop it's top. a crop top. Like, Boom. Crop that's top easy, mommy. and it's. It's not something that feels... I feel like when it comes to branding, it should never feel forced. Right. If it starts to feel forced, then that ain't it. Right. Right? Right. Like, you definitely want to figure out what your thing is, figure out what it looks like visually, and Mm -hmm. then be consistent in that, I would say. And branding goes beyond visually as well. It's, you know, the things that you say. Right. The things you put out the stuff that you the conversations you're involved in mm-hmm. like that's all and like the actual product right the actual yeah. product whatever <laughs> it is right like that's all all branding literally all of it so what would you consider the fundamental components needed for a successful brand i took that off online because that's like the most common question when it comes to branding so right the most successful components of a what is absolutely necessary to have a successful brand? Absolutely necessary. A what? A solid quality what? So what is it? Like, Mm. what is it? Whether you're a media personality, whether you're selling a product, whether you have a podcast, whether you are an artist, whether you are a business, Mm -hmm. what is it, right? Um, That being very clear and defined, no confusion, this is what it is. A five-year-old could tell you what it is. This is... This is your thing. Um, definitely that. I would say also um, definitely a consistent aesthetic. Like, even if that aesthetic is, like, no aesthetic, as mm-hmm. crazy as that sounds. Like, there's some people where they just look very carefree, very chill. Right. You know, jeans, sneakers, ball cap. Like, even that is, like, mm-hmm. an aesthetic. So what is your vibe, right? What What is the look? I say that. Um, I say, like, consistent brand messaging. So, like, what are you about? That I usually tell people, like, you know, you want to have, like, a somewhat of a tagline. So, Mm -hmm. like, what, in one sentence, if you got to describe yourself, if somebody comes to your page, okay, they see the Abby that they like or whatever it is that brought them to your page, cool. What is the one-liner? What is your thing? What what is this? What is it about? Right? Mm -hmm. You Like, you got to have that um, for sure. And then I say another successful component of branding is community. Right. I think building out the community that will support you and take you to new heights based mm. off of those first three things that I said, for Beautiful. sure. And then like when it comes to aesthetics, like how do you determine which aesthetic works for you? Like how do you know if it'll work for your brand or not? I think you don't really know. Everything is trial and error in this. Right. Everything. Half the time when I'm online, um, if you ever see me do anything new, 
I'm likely testing it out for clients. Right. To okay. see what's going on. Like, to see how people receive it, to mm. see how it'll work. Everything is trial and error. I think don't overthink aesthetic to where uh, Gary V said something the other day where it's like, you know, your Instagram doesn't need to look like an art gallery. Yes. And he's right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm it, so tired of those. It should, yeah, it's like cool if you if you want to do it cool, but it shouldn't be so rigid to where you're now not human. You're right. operating like a machine. Like right. Instagram is still somewhat a very personal platform. Right. So think of it more of a journal, a visual mm. journal, and not a, like you said, an art gallery. And I feel like when it comes to that, you need to consider your audience too, though. It's yes. just like, yes, that's not fun for 100% us. A hundred percent consider not. your audience. Um, but also too, just really quick, I just mm-hmm. kind of started going into the questions, but um, Brown to Perfection, they have brownie bites. Is this strictly yeah. on Instagram? So I'm actually launching the YouTube tomorrow. The YouTube is up, but I just have the videos not um, public. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so it's mainly Instagram. I post them on Twitter too. Okay. And then YouTube. I actually posted it that way too because I was testing something out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was testing something out just as far as the views and visibility and seeing how users are when it comes to having them, because I believe at this point, mm-hmm. users want things where they are. Right. They don't want to have to go to another platform. Right. But the importance of having YouTube is that YouTube has their entire own community. Exactly. As well. And you can also add like other things, bonus videos, behind the scenes and stuff like that to bring people over there as well. Mm-hmm. And YouTube of course is monetizable. So once you get your views up, you can make some money. Another good place um, to have videos is Facebook. Facebook right, I, actually I, monetize quicker than YouTube. Noted. Yes. I've been sleeping with on the way less views. I know we all hate Facebook. I hate it too. Yeah, but but I'm gonna get there. You got to because that's actually where the people who really love you are at. Right. <laughs> so they gonna share. That's a fact. They gonna yeah, like. They gonna right. comment. All your aunties is on there. They like. Oh <laughs> yeah. Look at my baby. Right. Right. So that's an easy way. You don't gotta beg for, for support on Facebook. Right. They are ready to go. They're like, oh, what you doing? Wow. Right. You quickly become that's real. Whoever the celebrity of your family on Facebook if you post some content. So I try to convince people to go on there and convince myself to mm-hmm. go on there more. I'm definitely gonna um, mess around with Facebook Watch though a lot yeah. more. It's a good and their ad integration is way better. Like Facebook is obviously the lead in ad integration for socials and content right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's good is that. They just do everything earlier. That's right. how they have the leg up on YouTube, I would say. People don't know yet, but mm-hmm. there's people making so much money on Facebook Watch and Facebook videos, and they don't even have a YouTube. Right. I'm going to get into that tonight, actually. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's been... Yeah, but I brought up the brownie bites because that's where <laughs> most of these questions and stuff are coming from because yes. she has, I think, like five or six videos. You have a lot of videos out already. I don't want seven. I'm, it'll be eight this week. Yeah, so there's Crazy. plenty of content out there. So <laughs> if y'all were wondering where this was coming from, it's on uh, brownie bites on Brown to Perfection. So yes. um, so when earlier you were talking about, like, you know, it's okay to, like, kind of change the direction and where mm-hmm. you're going. So when it comes to, like, changing, going in a new direction, like, how would you go about or how would you suggest go about, like, relaunching? and figuring out who your new audience is mm-hmm. so again lots of trial and error but the good thing with rebranding is that you can take the things that you felt like worked or that liked or that still fit for you mm-hmm. and then you figure out um, what you can add I think you know when it comes to a rebrand 
you just gotta be like real clear about what you're rebranding or relaunching to right and kind of provide that story or that bridge for the audience so my favorite example of a really fabulous rebrand is rihanna so mm-hmm. remember she was you know the island princess loving that you won yes very down to the hair the long blonde tresses and pink and she all these nice. colors really sweet yeah. really elegant cute <laughs> and then you know she had you know a bunch of things happen in her personal life unfortunately mm-hmm. And then when she came back, she came back swinging. Mm-hmm. Good girl gone bad. And after you that, cannot, was over. you cannot make that shit up. Literally, and that was the story. Mm-hmm. Good girl gone bad. So now we're edgy. We're more mature. We talk about whatever we want. We do what we want. Mm-hmm. We're carefree. And she's evolved from that even to like, okay, now this edgy, carefree, grown ass businesswoman, right? Who still does what she wants, mm-hmm. but is a boss while doing it. Right. Like she's led us through the story. She hasn't skipped no steps. Mm-hmm. There's no chapter where you're like confused, like oh, all of a sudden she's doing this. Like no, she walked you through it all. And I think that's true. That is how you should also rebrand. Don't leave your audience hanging. And one day. You one person, the next day it's like Jekyll and Hyde, and they're like, "What? Okay, unfollow." <laughs> right. like, I don't know what she's going through, or they like she going through something. Right. I'm, like, I'm gonna see if she alright. You okay? Right. Like, all right. right. Like you know, you gotta walk them through it. Even when you do a <laughs> fabulous rebrand, people sometimes it takes them a little bit to like come to. But once you do it, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's done. You you have the power to control the narrative right. always. Always, you just have to be tactful while doing it, and I think branding in general is just storytelling, right? That's all it is like, it's storytelling. Instagram is your like photo album, visual journey, you know, Twitter is your everyday, the different chapters you every day, right? Like, that's like where you get really get to read what's going on, right? You know, Facebook is more like. Facebook is more like, right, <laughs> the past, the extras, the extended chapters, right? right? Facebook, <laughs> yeah, like YouTube is, you know, it's, this is all storytelling. Like mm-hmm. what, I think the real thing with branding is what story do you want to tell? Who right. are you? What do you have to offer? Even if it's not you personally, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a product. When you start, it's like, okay, I don't know. What's a good example of that? Essential water, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the best, highest pH, you know, right. high quality water for high quality folks. I forget their exact slogan, but something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, boom, that, there's a story behind it. Where do we, you know, where do we get our water from? How do we, you know, are we donating to, and I don't know if this is their exact story. I really can't remember right now, but I love Essential though. They also have been very supportive of us, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to misquote any of their brand stuff. <laughs> um, but for example, if it's a water company, any old water company, it's like, okay, where do we get our water from? Why should you buy our water instead of right. the other water or the dollar water that comes in the 36 pack? Mm. Why, like, where do we uh, get our plastic from? Are we recycling? What, are we a conscious company? Right. What's the price point? What's the aesthetic look like? What comes with this? How are you gonna feel when you drinking this water? Because right. everybody's a different water person. Some people like I'm on my ball shit. Some people want to Yeah. <laughs> Some people Fiji, right. like you know, and what comes with it. Everything that you do, everything that you purchase, for the most part, it's giving you something back. You right. feel a certain way when you purchase it, and that's mm-hmm. part of your purchasing decision. 
So even with that, it tells a story. Right. And I think that that's the biggest thing about branding in any facet is what story are you telling? So whether it's aesthetic, whether it's finding your niche, whether it's rebranding yourself because you already established something, it's like, what are you, what are you telling us? Why mm-hmm. should we follow along? Right. So. And I kind of going back to what you said um, in the beginning is just figure out what makes you different because... Like you said again, ain't nothing new under the sun. There's nothing a million and one podcast nothing out. Enough. There's a million everything out right now. So just but there's a group different. of people that want to listen to yours. That right. want to engage with you. And I, I learned that even more and more with my own stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, there's so many people doing so many things. There's really only one me. Right. And there's only one person who does things the way that I do them. And that's who. You know? So <laughs> it's like me. Right. So... <laughs> It's like some people do things this way, and that's why their clients and their audience is their clients and their audience. Mm-hmm. Then there's me, and this is just that I do how right. I do it, and that's why my people are my people. Exactly. And that's why, you know, that continues to grow. Right. You know, once you figure out your thing, I feel like, which I think is a constant thing too. I think sometimes we always are looking in life in general to arrive somewhere, mm-hmm. but life is really about journeying. Yes. There is no arrival place. There's <laughs> maybe like destinations and it's like, woo, it's like a video game. It's yeah. like, woo, okay, cool. Next. You can sit around and lounge for a little bit, but then it's like, oh, oh, time to go to level exactly. two. Whole new island. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really a journey. I think once you get that in your head too, that I'm constantly going to be journeying and traveling with this thing. And there is no arrival place where I'm going to be so happy and so whatever. Because then know. what are you going to do after that? Like, exactly. That's the only arrival point, that's for Death, sure. Right? Death. Death right. and taxes. The only two things <laughs> that we know we're going to get to. So I think just enjoying the journey, even right. when it sucks. You know? And I just wanted to say something really quick just in mm-hmm. terms of like creating content. Because like we've been... You've been saying a lot on just, like, your audience know who you created for. So, yes. it's just, like, I just want to kind of reiterate that, like, the importance of creating content target. for your audience. Because when it comes to social media, you'll have other people who's not a part of your audience who follows you and, like, probably leave comments, whatever the case may be, because it's open. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as long as you know exactly who you're dealing with, you don't have to entertain all that other shit. You just, you know what your people will want, rather. Like, yeah, you know, I do. And I think when you're putting out naturally what you're about right that's the audience that you develop Mm -hmm. if you if today you are a person who is just starting your thing and you have 300 instagram followers or 300 twitter followers just based off of people that you know Mm -hmm. cool right and you decide like i want to be a cupcake maker mm-hmm. and I'm going to post about desserts and stuff like that in between you know just my regular self but I'm going to be very focused on baking and my brand and all that stuff mm-hmm. the people who don't like that are going to unfollow you and that's fine Right. but meanwhile while the other people that are just there support you while they're sharing and while you're following other people who are in the realm of what you do mm-hmm. and gaining you know visibility for what you do People who like cupcakes and like to watch shit like that are gonna come to your page and follow you, and right. then the next, and then more people, cause they're gonna share, mm-hmm. and then more people, and then more people, and then more people, and then more people, and then you have your audience, and then you don't have to worry about, damn, if I post another cupcake right. video, are they gonna like it? Yeah, are they gonna go, view that's, it? That's like, what we're here for? Yeah. So <laughs> it, I feel like it all rounds out um, 
but definitely knowing who you're trying to attract like who's your target like don't just throw it against the wall and hope that it sticks it's like if you you know what kind of people would like what I have to offer right is it I try to get people to to create a customer persona Mm. like an actual character okay of um you know who your ideal viewer or consumer is Mm. so who are they about how old are they right what do they look like Mm -hmm. what how do they dress what type of job maybe do they work are they in school right what like where are they maybe in life what types of you know how much money do they make what Mm -hmm. types of things do they buy what do they watch what social platforms do they enjoy what are they doing in spare time what artists do they like to listen to Mm -hmm. like you gotta like really think about that stuff and i feel like this is the perfect segue into analytics Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, if you can go ahead and define what analytics is to you or what it is and how could you use it to enhance your business or brand? Analytics is basically the measurement of how people interact with something Mm -hmm. digitally, right? So, it can be social media, it can be everything pretty much has analytics, you know, just regular web browsing, music, streams. Views like everything digitally, it has analytics. So, um, when it comes to branding, most people, especially with emerging brands, like mm-hmm. their main sources is social media, probably, right. hopefully, have a website, and hopefully, utilizing stuff like email marketing. Mm-hmm. So, each every single platform has analytics available, most of them for free. Um, so it tells you a lot, right? So right. analytics tells you like how many times people are interacting with your stuff, how mm-hmm. many times they've seen it, how many times they've shared it. Uh, but it also goes in depth. So for example, Twitter and Instagram both do this. It tells you like how old are your followers? Are right. they in like the 18 to 24 range? Are they in the 25 to 34? Mm-hmm. Are they older than that? Right. right how many females follow you versus how many located. males uh where are they located like what cities you mm-hmm. may be living in new york and you over here like you know really you know crafting all your stuff to new yorkers but your biggest fan base is in london right guess what you better do <laughs> you better start making more uh british content <laughs> right you better start researching that and then you better plan yourself a trip to london right okay people get so discouraged when it's like not your neighborhood that's loving you this is the internet people can find you wherever right. you may be there might not be well, i'm from harlem there might not be one person in harlem who will come out for me to mm. speak. That's not true, but just for example's sake, mm. love, love y'all, love my city. Um, <laughs> but in Los Angeles, I might have like 50,000 followers. I post one event and sell out. Right. Then pay for my flight, my stay, come home rich, everything. Mm. Like you really <laughs> should look into that stuff. You also <laughs> can see like on Twitter, Twitter's my favorite analytics because they go down to telling you what phone carrier your mm. followers have. Okay, Twitter. You know, I've been, I've been obsessed with really, Instagram, so I've been kind of sleeping everywhere. It's else, really a thing. Um, you can see they like cell phone though. Yeah, you can see what cell phone company they use. You can see uh, what level of education. You can see how can they determine how much money Twitter they make by what we put in. By what we put in. Okay. What we put in, and you know, honestly, when you sign up for these social networks, 
a lot of their terms of service include the right to constantly take analytics from you and data from you. So they know, like even with Instagram, right? When you see random ads pop up, or you're uh, like people talk about this all the time. They're like, oh, I was talking to my friend about um, going to Chick Fil A, and now I seen a chick right. out on my phone. I saw a Chick Fil A ad. First of all, you guys, you got an iPhone, you got Siri on your phone, you got right. voice. They listen there, like, and then there's a bunch of different algorithms and stuff right. that it's all connected. So it's all there, and they can advertise to you. They can mm. advertise clothes. Even if you look on, um, they kind of like up the laws about that just so that you really know what's going on. But every time you open a website now, you got to click the thing to let them know that, oh, we're using cookies. Right. Right? Because when you go to Google something and you're like, oh, black turtleneck. And then hours later, you mm-hmm. on a random website and you see a whole strip ad for black turtlenecks from Forever 21. Right. You like what in the hell? But right. that's they have permission to do that and get the data from you so they can advertise to you. But they're also using analytics because they're figuring out like, okay, what full profiles? Like, right. okay, they may not have your exact photo and stuff and your address, but they're like, okay, this is an African American woman between the ages of twenty five to thirty four who lives in New York City, mm-hmm. whose interests are, you know, music, fashion, right. and sports cool we know how to do it google you know i've gone to a bunch of different google data analytics uh workshops too and like oh they got it down pat Mm -hmm. they can see and determine everything even you know they own youtube so if you look at youtube you could never use youtube watch two videos but they'll have an entire arsenal of stuff for you to watch because that's how it all works and they're good so good. They are so <laughs> they good. Google, really great Google is something else. Like, literally, and it just carries over. So, I say all that to say, like, even with Twitter, they'll tell you, like, uh, what people's buying habits are. So, whether people like to, my followers like to buy online, whether they like to go to, like, brick and mortars. They, I can't uh, believe Twitter have all this information. Yeah, they do. And it's free. This is the thing. I be, like, screaming it from the rooftops. I'm like, it's free. Go to Google and type in the word Twitter and the word analytics. That first link you click, cool. If you're already signed in, they'll add, if you're not signed in, they'll actually sign in. But it's all there. I'm going to be busy show tonight, you, girl. Yes, they, show <laughs> you, um, they show you the basics, too, about, like, how many over 28 day spans of time, how mm-hmm. many followers you gain, what your top tweet was, mm-hmm. right? What your top media tweet was. That's helpful because now you see like, okay, what am I saying that people really rock with? Right. What am I doing or what did I do last month that got me a lot of followers? What do I, okay, how do I see that? Who's my top follower? Whoever that person is, maybe right. I should interact with them a little more to kind of boost my following. Mm-hmm. Then you can see, and then yeah, then it goes into all the specifics. Um, even down to how people eat food. Like, it'll show you, like, oh, uh, these are people that like to cook at home. Right. Um, these are people that are health conscious. These are people that are vegetarians. It's like mm-hmm. the percentage of people that follow you. One of the biggest, they show people is the topics they're interested in that are following you. So, you know, for me, a lot of this Instagram stuff is like, um, yeah. But with Instagram, though, if you use a third-party site, mm. you just got to pay for it, like a Hootsuite or something. Oh, they so give you can't you get more this in-depth. Oh, okay. it's not, I don't know if it's in depth as Twitter. I haven't seen anything that's that in-depth yet, but they do have more analytics available with a third-party site. Mm. Um, even with Twitter, I remember I was looking at, like, my followers' interests, and like aside from like music, music festivals, some sports, some you know, business stuff, whatever. 
the top thing was dogs. And I was like, what the hell? Right. So I went on Twitter mm-hmm. and I was like, I put out a tweet and I was like, um, if you could get a dog, what kind would it be? Or what species of dog would you be? Yo. My Twitter was blown up for like a week off of that tweet wow. because everybody was chimed in. Because I was like, oh, if you have a dog, what kind of dog do you have? And if you don't and you want one, like what species would you get? Mm-hmm. And people were saying that what type of dog they had, what type of dog they wanted, and why, sparking conversation. And it was going for so long. Wow. Like it was like one of my most highly engaged tweets and I'm like damn these people really- I love dogs though so it right. makes sense but I'm like I don't feel like I talk about dogs that much right. but it's just like it's crazy I was like right. damn we must be all I was like wow but yeah little stuff it. like that yeah so when it comes to like you know marketing and all this stuff all together I know like Gary V and all these other people you probably suggest the same thing to utilize all platforms mm-hmm. but if you had to be like I guess uh, strategic and only could use um, a few platforms and not yeah. all how would you determine which platform is best for your brand? I think, uh, like, first of all, with that whole thing, I don't think it serves you to be on everything. Okay. I mean, to be, let me not say that. You should be on everything. Like, right. you should have presence on everything. Mm-hmm. But it but doesn't serve you. Right. It doesn't <laughs> serve you to try and be everything on everything. Okay. Like, you know your strengths, or you should try to find out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Um find out what platforms you enjoy the most because that's also where you're probably going to thrive the most. Also think about where your audience is mm. because if you you may love Twitter, but if all your money is on Instagram, right. you got to find a way to repurpose the fun that you have on Twitter mm-hmm. onto Instagram, right? And I think a lot of it too is we think that we got to be on every platform and come up with new stuff for every platform and that's not true either. You can repurpose content mm-hmm. consistently, constantly in general. Somebody ain't see it. Right. It may be old to you, but it's always going to be new to whoever mm-hmm. ain't see it, right? right? So if you posting tweets on Twitter and they're going, and I'm talking to me because I got to get over back over to Facebook more often, <laughs> but like my tweets blowing up and like I'm really giving out good, you know, gems and it's like my audience is liking it on Twitter, then I should be trying to repurpose that to Facebook. Right. Post it and go, right? Post it and go. Right. Re- literally repurpose everything. You could package tweets into an article if you have to yes. and now you're on Medium. Right. Then you, cool, you sit and you talk about it on Instagram visually. Now you or right. then put the Instagram video story video on YouTube. Right. That's it. But it's really about your name popping up mm-hmm. in search, and when people are on these different platforms, they're able to see you, and there's no stone left unturned. Right. Um. But I definitely think when it comes to okay, what platforms am I going to focus on? You got to mm-hmm. think about what you naturally gravitate to and like, right. what your audience actually is on, where they are, and just where you you know where you're strong at, what feels comfortable. But that's what I would say as far as like platforms are concerned. Um, and I think about it as a dollar. Like if you know there's money in the kitchen, in the bathroom, there's a dollar in every room. You're not gonna walk into every room at least once and pick it up. There you go. And so it's oh, like, like why that. are you it's like why are you leaving money on the table? Right. For what? I don't guess that. you don't want no money. So <laughs> let's talk about TikTok before we yes, go yes. to the next segment. TikTok. I didn't even tell you about the segment, but you'll know when it comes okay. to but um, what are your thoughts on TikTok? I love TikTok. Um, it, you know, Vine walked so TikTok could run. Yes, that's true. And I, I was a Vine. Yeah, <laughs> I loved Vine. And it's funny because I remember being an intern 
And in one of my like marketing plan projects, I remember desperately trying to get them to get their artists on Vine. Mm. And I was like, we're moving Oh, music into, artists. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I was actually interning at RC at the time. <laughs> and I was like, you know, um, I was like, we're moving into a space where for the first time, fans can feel like they really know artists. They can feel like we're really close to them and we can literally watch their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be the new thing. And that's literally TikTok right now. TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. It's so personable. And it wasn't like that in, what, 2014. And so they were like, ah, that seems cool, okay. You know, and they were more interested in other ideas that I had come up with. I had the screen grabs. I remember, and I was like, look, Wiz Khalifa took us through his whole day on Vine. I'm like, this is about to be the thing. And they were like, ah. Okay, mm-hmm. and now look, but anyway, now I love, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'll say too much, but whatever. So, <laughs> TikTok though is great. I think it's fun. I think it um, allows you to to be silly. To like, you can do anything on there. You can do tutorial videos. I'm learning. I downloaded it just to kind of get familiar yeah, with it. And I have first, TikTok. I don't use it. I use it more so research based. Right. But yeah. I should, I, it's hard to figure out what to figure out what I like on TikTok because it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. On. So I don't know where to start yet. So it's I'm kind of here and there. On. But what I do realize just from the TikToks I see on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and everywhere else is that like TikTok is definitely great for musicians, underground yes. artists. Like for sure. every song that hits, it's it an underground. Yeah. It's someone underground, yeah. and now they number one. They're right? actually TikTok is actually planning on um, they're launching their own label actually. Okay, TikTok? Yeah. Does anyone own them? They're, uh, no, I don't think so. But, uh, well, they're, uh, they're based out of China, I believe. I can see that. So, that's also why people are a little wary about TikTok because, you know, China has different rules than us. Right. So, when it comes to your information, people are a little, the government uh, is a little concerned about that, Mm -hmm. protecting our information if we can because China kind of does what they want sometimes. They just play a different game, so... Um, but yeah, TikTok is great. I think it's good because you can be on silly and show your personality. Mm-hmm. You can use it for BTS. You can use it for obviously if you're an artist to showcase your music, right? Um, and you can also use it for how tos and tutorials. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's I'm really gonna, really it. dope. Like from a branding perspective, you could definitely do a lot on there. It also has one of the fastest growing generation of consumers on there, right. Generation Z. Do you remember, though, when TikTok was being promoted on Instagram? Yes. It was OD being promoted. Yeah, and I was, was like, what the hell is this video But on? I don't know if it was with Instagram. Or no, I think they, was, they it was probably the did creators. it themselves. Yeah. yeah, it was the creators. But they used Instagram and, to promote it, and now yes. it's TikTok. And now they have their own, their own world. Yes. Um, and also, you'll see people transferring what's great about tiktok is everybody's transferring their videos over to their other audiences mm. so you can be super whack on tiktok but if you post it on instagram where you're lit it works right so it's that's, like yeah i actually really like, like yeah. but yeah i really like tiktok i think it's dope um do you think it has long longevity we'll see we'll see because like vine you know vine died i don't see i still don't understand that snapchat died i think vine died more so because they didn't have funding enough yet. yeah from what i was from what i read it wasn't they didn't have enough money to keep innovating oh okay and so that you know and then that's when like instagram was really taking off and snapchat videos, and everything it like was like what's the videos. point it was like what's the point um instagram kind of like took over the snapchat when oh, they did yes. the stories and then oh the yeah with the videos instagram they just want to be a powerhouse facebook 
Facebook owns Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. tried to buy Snapchat. Snapchat said no. Said and it. they said, okay, great. Well, Instagram. we're just going to steal your form, your formula. <laughs> and now Instagram got the filters together. Yes, it they took, do. It took them a minute. It took them a couple it years. It took them a minute. Years. I was like, man, if they don't get. And honestly, I abandoned Snapchat and just abandoned filters. So I was like, I'm not switching over. I'm not going to keep saving my posts and reposting Me it. Me too. And I was like, I was like, Instagram going to get it right. And now they got their filters together. I was saving all the filters. Like, yes, yeah. I'm going to be a bad bitch today. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're so cute. And I like them, too, because Instagram's filters aren't as, um, they aren't as face-changing. That's what exactly I was going to say. That's what I appreciate. Yeah. Like, and they, I, they actually, you know, somewhat care about that. They've taken away, like, Photoshop mm-hmm. photos from, like, they're pulling stuff down. They're, like, like it don't actually about change the dysphoria stuff. Yeah, like, it's very much so at least the ones they're making you mm-hmm. can't control what other people make and put on there as right. much but yeah it's not as you know it's just filter it's literally right. just filter it's not change yeah <laughs> it's not a filter <laughs> i'm like oh, okay cool um but yeah it's crazy how you know this digital thing it just constantly and you always got to be just aware of what's next right it's not always for you to jump on there and be like, oh, I gotta be on this, I gotta be right. on that. But it's like, okay, how can I have presence in this space right. some way, somehow? And even if it's not every day, if I'm not posting on TikTok every day, if it's like, okay, cool, I got a good 10 circulating mm-hmm. that I can transfer onto other platforms right. and just have the presence there in my bio there, whatever going off there. And if something does take off, it all just trickulates mm-hmm. back. Or trickulates, that's I not am. a word, trickles. <laughs> I was thinking like matriculate, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I am gonna be going in on social media tonight. Yes, because um, I feel like this this is motivating to actually oh, like. All right, let's it's time to do it. Because it's like I feel like you see all these platforms and it can be kind of intimidating. Right. It's like damn, like and then you like everybody while you're watching it on these platforms, it's already done. Mm-hmm. Like these people are seeing like damn, but they already like and it's like no, just make have fun with it again. Right, just have. Like, Fun, as long as you have like, fun, yo. Have fun. Like that's the quickest way to be consistent. I think is to mm-hmm. have fun. Like plan it out. Know what you want to actually bring to the table. But then have fun. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I start having fun on Instagram again, that's what I realized too. I'm like for Instagram for me, I stopped having fun on it and I stopped posting when I stopped having fun. Right. When they brought an Insta story, it's like okay, this feels more fun again. And like every once in a while, you know, I get in my bag and I'm like, wow, I'm having a blast right now. And right now, I'm actually in that space where I'm like, it's fun post again where you're not making it such a you know thing and then I feel like with Instagram though the reason why like it has this kind of like negative connotation is because when it first came out it was like all the other first um, social media apps like it was new it was just for fun yeah but now that we're in this age of everyone being an entrepreneur because yes. everyone's an entrepreneur so now everyone's yeah. page is a business so that's why I feel like that I don't know that weirdness come from. Yeah, when it comes to and then you so start just, thinking about like how it's being received and how many likes and how many views. And but if you take all those things shares. that you mentioned today, like you know, make sure you're having fun, doing things for you, and posting shit that you like. Yep, the shit will be. Then cool. you'll be fine, and just mm-hmm. consistency. Consistency with every, on every platform, literally, though, whichever platform. You even decide. yeah, and that's literally even how the algorithms work. Mm-hmm. The more you post consistently and I, that doesn't mean you have to post every five minutes seven times a day just consistently right if it's once a week you're consistent if it's right. once a month which we're gonna do more than that right but consistently <laughs> right it's just like consistency right and i think having a good time with it like it is literally a canvas mm-hmm. it's a storyboard you get to do whatever you want whenever yeah. you want and i think 
if you do that, you'll you'll be all right. Right. Okay. I'm definitely inspired to get some some get to create. I'll say. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to say on um, social media marketing or your journey or anything before we go into the next segment, which is to love a black woman? Um, I would just say that I think social media promotes this idea of perfection mm-hmm. constantly or needing to be perfect and. My mantra is, and it's always been, perfection is simply the best version of you. Mm. Everybody that you see that appears perfect is just being their best selves. Ooh. You know, for better or for worse, even if it's curated, it's their, it's, it's them. It's not some magical thing you have to conceptualize and come up with. Mm-hmm. It's literally a product of you, the things you like, what you stand for, what you want to put out into the world. Mm. So, noted. Well, let's go into To Love a Black Woman. So that's for you, Janae. You get to say something that you either love about yourself. You Mm -hmm. can say something that you love about a particular black woman. So sister, cousin, mom, auntie, friend. Or you can say something that you love about black women in general. Okay. Oh, let's wait for this. uh, that's good that's some good background ambiance though it's like some ring the alarm you talk about black women um, okay okay I'm with that. yeah you know gotta this marketing by accident right all the time, all the time. it's ridiculous um no, that's great that's a skill girl that's why you the Beyonce of marketing <laughs> you see what you found and got right back up that's what just happened right that's, now that's what it that's I'm what telling it you that's that's all it is following getting back up making it look good mm-hmm. that's all marketing is all making the time constantly yeah. yes alright um what do I love about black women I love everything about black women so that's somewhat it's like what how do I choose um I guess in the context of this conversation I love that if you're not marketing to a black woman you're not marketing at all right we are the best consumer we are the fastest growing group of business owners we are the people that if we like a product an experience whatever it is a person we're not only gonna indulge we're gonna go tell five six mm-hmm. seven eight nine ten friends and we trust each other right. so if another black woman tells me that this thing is good or i should check this out i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. i'm and we spend money so you know for better or worse <laughs> but we spend money so i love that black women are innovators i love that we are literally the salt of the earth i love that nothing yes. moves till we move nothing goes if we Just don't like say that. go literally if we don't like the music it ain't gonna pop right. we've taken every number one to number one in the past at least five years mm-hmm. like there's no men don't do nothing till we say we like it they don't want to be nowhere where we're not at mm-hmm. like we set all the trends everybody want to be like us sound like us yes. look like us be around us i love <laughs> black women i would not want to be any i would be so sad if i wasn't a black woman and I, I, I women in general are great right. humans in general are great yeah. but i genuinely love being a black woman and i think the fact that we were kind of, uh, not kind of, the fact that we have been like shunned, overlooked, sometimes still, but for mm-hmm. so long and be, been made to feel like we were this like tier lower than what's acceptable and to take our power back and really like stand on that yeah. from the little black girl, little brown skin girl to like, the big powerhouse conglomerate and the Mm -hmm. Oprah's and the Michelle Obama's, like 
we are it. Yes. And we're not going nowhere. Nowhere. So that's that's what I got to say Good about morning. it. Good morning. Oh, I love that's it. That's what I had to say. Oh, my goodness. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you. Janae, for all the information, for being great, of sharing course. your journey. Where can the people find you, find Brown to Perfection, find everything that, that's you that you're working on? First of all, thank you for having me. This was great. This is definitely one of my favorite interviews ever. <laughs> and I'm so seriously, and I'm so proud of I you and how far you've come, that you're still out here, getting to it, creating amazing creative spaces, having dope conversations. Because one thing about Samantha, y'all, she can hold a conversation, okay? And I remember thinking, I'm like, she, she I'm like, I like Samantha. I just touch it. I'm like, I like Samantha. Like, she's so cool. Um, maybe it's Aquarius vibes too. You know, so you know, you know the vibes. You already <laughs> you know, know the vibes. vibes. <laughs> uh, but y'all can find me at Janae Brown, J U N A E B R O W N on all platforms. Um, you can also follow my company, Brown to Perfection Agency, at B the number two P Agency. Yes, and if you are on Twitter, you definitely need. To follow her, she comes with the money affirmations daily that I need to be saying. I do That's appreciate that. That's my favorite that place. That's that, my favorite yeah. place. Listen. I'm gonna get into it. I'm, I think I'm gonna probably just go ham on like avocado honey because I kind of do the same thing. Yes. Like I want it to be separate, but it's like, okay. I don't it, want to put my energy in both. It's like you can try as much as you want to make your brand an entirely separate thing, but a lot of times what happens is I think especially with Black women is we become the face of our brands, even right. if we don't want to be. Mm. Um, so I always say, like, you do want to have a separate business aspect. But at the end of the day, people fall in love with you. And when you right. have an authentic brand that comes from you, mm -hmm. it's inevitable. Right. So. Right. Inevitable. We're yes. not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, y'all. It's inevitable. It's though. inevitable, though. So stay with it. Stick with it. Yes. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or any episode, actually, rewind. Please be sure to follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. As you all know, we are definitely active on Instagram. Um, but we, you know. be killing it on IG. <laughs> on Instagram, yes. that, that's it though. Like I'm working on everything it's else. It's okay, it'll come, it'll come. Baby steps. But we do have an actual page on all the, the platforms besides TikTok. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Um, if you're interested in me, follow me on all social media platforms at underscore Smangie, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. -E. Again, thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode or any other episode, please be sure to spread the word. Tell a friend, share it, like it, subscribe. As always, you are a And I work so goddamn hard. Now I love the girl I become. Now I love the girl I become. No, no, no. I finally know the wrong. Now